You're listening to EVH and Gear TV, brought to you by Design39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH and Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones. An official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. And now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH artist Eric Broadbent. Hey everyone, happy Sunday to you all and to all my Canadian counterparts, friends, families, and fans of the show, viewers. Happy Canada Day. What a hot Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, and I'm joined all the way from Norway, which I don't even know what the temperature's like over there, but from Frog Leap Studios. Now wait for it. I'm going to try to get this right. Leo Moracchioli. Yeah, that's pretty good. Will that work for Canadian with a bad accent? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, one of the better ones. I've had... I've had letters close to macaroni, so that's definitely <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> okay, because as I was telling you off the air, I can mess up Bob Jones, you know, yeah. or I, you know any of those type of names. I, I over over here pronounce them, so I'm glad we got that off to a start. So first of all, thank you so very much for taking time out of your insanely busy schedule to talk some Helix and Variax with us today. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. I've enjoyed uh, enjoyed a few of your videos lately, and uh, yeah, it's a good company to be in. Thank so you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, y- y- the really cool thing about your work, which we're going to get into in a second, is the fact that you can your um, audience can range from you know young kids uh, for some for some of the videos uh, to adults. You know, like there's a, a great audience for you, and that's maybe where we'll start off. Uh, we'll jump over the chat here as soon as say hi to everybody or as many people as we can. It's a busy chat today. But okay, so when you got into YouTube, when did you know that this was just gonna, this was going to be the thing for you? Like you've got a great channel, like I said, covering all these massive genres of music. But when did you know that YouTube is going to be a thing for you? Uh, I've had the YouTube channel for many years, maybe since two thousand six or seven, and I just used it as like a promotion tool for my bands, just putting out like crazy tour videos, and and then when I started the studio here. Uh, outside my house in 2011, I started to use it as a promotion tool to promote the studio and uh, and started doing like YouTube videos, uh, like acoustic cover songs to promote myself around the area around here to get like local gigs by myself. And uh, and then I did like for fun one day, a metal cover of Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Right. And it got like a million views within... Uh, uh, a year, I think, or something, and that's when I, I sat down and really uh, found out that you could actually make a living out of, of, of doing that. So, so that's when I really like started to do one every Friday, and uh, now almost four less, four years later, I have, I'm working on my twentieth album. So, <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot. Like, yeah, it's been good. So when you saw that first video, like obviously it took over a year or whatever to get a million views. But when you first got into like the 10,000, 50,000, you know, like numbers that were a little crazier than normal at the time, were you almost like thinking, is this right? Were you refreshing to check to see if those numbers were real? Yeah, it, it like I said, it, it, it built like gradually during the year. But I saw like instantly that that video was way beyond anything I ever done before. But I, I never like thought about YouTube as uh, something else than just like a promotion tool and just for fun, almost like Facebook or whatever. So yeah, I believed it, but uh, it was pretty weird. But then after it started to take really off, that's uh, when the numbers started to be like 
uh, weird. I, I can't like comprehend the the numbers really. It's because I'm sitting here in in far up in the mountains in Norway, so I, I don't see like that many fans or whatever. Right. But if, if I go out now to a, a rock festival or a place where rock people are gathered, then I I can notice that a lot of people are watching my videos. Like it's it's pretty hectic. I saw that post you put on your Instagram the other day. That was kind of neat for for both you and some fans. You were actually filming a music video, and they they recognized you, and it was kind of a cool moment for both of you. Tell us about that a little bit. It, yeah, that was pretty insane. I was out like shooting, uh, not that far from my house, but it was like in the middle of nowhere. It was just like <laughs> in the near the water, and there was no people there at all. And suddenly, two Dutch people just came up. They were sleeping in a tent like 50 meters from there. It was like, we saw your car because it says frog leap on my car. And, and it was, yeah, it was kind of strange moments like to meet people like that. See, I was but thinking, it, I thought maybe it might have been a, oh, and I thought it was a bear or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. So we're standing there with me with a guitar. I'm out in the water with a like a an old guitar I have. So it was kind of a psycho <laughs> setting. <laughs> them to see me that's that's hilarious well that's really cool too when you get spotted i got spotted once but not because of my appearance because i was wearing a road jacket and a lot of people that because people watch me i always have this road stuff on and the, somebody yeah. recognized the road jacket and then they saw the mustache and they went oh you're that guy and so it was it, but i mean i'm talking local here in small town canada so it's not too hard yeah. you know for a case like that but it was kind of fun <laughs> for sure yeah, I, mean, I think it's like for me also it's a perfect level of fame because it's not like it's never going to be and it isn't like uh, like Justin Bieber it's not craziness it's mm -hmm. now it's just really fun I can if I'm on a vacation like in Barcelona or whatever there's one guy or two yep. guys just randomly saying hi and and my audience is like maybe my main audience is from 25 to 45 maybe so everyone I've met have been really cool like on the same level of chill as me it's never like been never had any problems or or anything so yeah i like that so it's manageable so you can actually take some time instead of like okay hi bye get a quick selfie um you can actually have a, a brief conversation with them it's manageable at this point but still recognizable where you go yeah i like so it that it depends a little bit where i am but uh yeah it, it's it's fun to be uh uh, a YouTube celebrity in in certain settings. If mm -hmm. I'm on a, like a rock cruise or something, it was just insane. Like people, oh, pictures and and stuff. But still, it's like for me, it's as fun for me as it is for them. Like I like to hear that. It's nice. Yeah. 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 I like I like that. And you've you've worked really hard on it. It's it's kind of a reward in some ways too for yourself, because like, you know how much work goes into what you do. And sometimes yeah. people really don't know uh, how much work goes into every one of your videos. First of all, coming up with the idea, writing the music, shooting the video, and by the time you probably get it up on YouTube, you're almost probably tired of it. A lot of work. And so that little moment with someone like that um, is probably very rewarding. You know, almost sometimes more so than a monetary uh, a reward. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. it is. But I'm still like I'm I'm doing what I always uh, love to do because I've been playing in bands since I was 15 and never made any money or yeah. just played for a case of beer and all this. That's right. So, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty insane. It's uh, very good. 
That's good. Where do you find the inspiration? Now, looking back, just scrolling some of your videos, I mean, you've got stuff from Johnny Cash to obviously Adele. Uh, I mean, you've, you've got everything on there. I mean, the list is endless. And then recently, it was SpongeBob, which I had to show my boy because we, we used to watch SpongeBob <laughs> all the time. Where yeah. did the inspiration come up for these songs? And then have you ever found it difficult to translate some of them to, to a metal uh, genre? Yes. Uh, for, for me, the, the whole creative aspect has been the easiest like the most work for me is tracking all this stuff and quadrupling the guitars and and all the layers like 50 tracks of stuff on every song i try to like record it like uh, uh, a real band in a studio would record an album and that's what makes it sound pretty good i think like there's a lot of layers going on uh, but picking songs it can be anything from um some nostalgic stuff for me back in the day or my wife hears something on the radio and or some people i know come with suggestions and also i have thousands of comments of suggestions also but i i never like try to speculate in in viral videos mm -hmm. I, I i it has to connect in some way i have to hear uh, a riff or something so uh, I usually don't have problems when I first start on a song because I've started on a song because there's something there that I heard that I could work with. So, But some songs uh, take more work than others, and I, I spend quite a while just getting all the details right. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I've been lucky. And also after all these songs that I'm still feeling uh, the creative aspect of it and and feeling it's fun and, and doing my own creative stuff within the cover. So I get out my own uh, music in there also. So yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. And it's a good variation between the creative and I like the recording process of all the layering and the producing side of, yeah. and listening to the songs and what's missing here. And from this part to this, can I put just a sound on there? Maybe that would help. Yeah. And then, and then a video, which I always take like really spontaneous also. I just, people may think that I plan like weird stuff, but usually I'm, I'm standing there filming and I just see something weird and I take it and, <laughs> and suddenly it's in the video. But it's really like rewarding also to do it every week, like on the Thursday or Friday, whatever, when I'm finished, then I can like, I have a whole song and a music video a whole product finished so it's really like ah this this is finished and it's uh, all, all the pieces have come together and it's a really satisfying feeling and of course when you upload it there's so many people like yeah 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 it's it's super of course w whatever your job if is thousands of people are coming and patting you on the back it's it's great it's motivating and and fun i like that so there's been no real chance of any burnout so far for you no, it hasn't. Of course, some days are better than others, but uh, uh, your life has to go like this anyway because you you can't be on top always. Then no, you can't appreciate life either. If you if it's just a, you know if you're on high all the time, you can't appreciate. There are some lows for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You have to I, get down to get up. That's right. Very good. Very good point. I would have thought for sure outside looking in at your videos, I would have thought you scripted them because they're done that well. So hats off to you for, you know, if you're improvising, you know, okay, here's an idea here and I throw it in and it works. I would have thought you've storyboarded some of these videos because they are like, they're great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's that's great. No, never. But 
like some videos are of course better than others oh, yeah, i had of course. like one of my most popular was like in a bunny suit at a local mall yeah that feels good feel good yeah and and that's shot that's a camera guy i know who had this who works with camera and has this steady camera and i basically just called him the day before and said let's shoot something there i'll bring the bunny suit and then when we came there i was like okay let's do it in one shot i so, saw that one shot yeah so the whole concept and idea was just really uh it, it may look like we planned it a lot but it's really we did three takes and we took the third take and used that one so yeah but of course if you're doing like 200 and something videos that i've done now there there's gonna be something good there and also something bad so yeah you're you're learning as you go so i'm, I'm just trying to uh, I've always been the guy also when I was younger who I always rec uh, I like to record at home like many people do and demo stuff and but I, I was always the guy who completed full songs even though I wasn't completely happy I always had to finish stuff and then move on a lot of people record one riff two riffs and just they never get it done it's just like ah oh, that's cool and I always try to like completely finish next then let's do the whole package. So that's really paid off for me now to to be able to work in that way to to make it a, a package. Like, I, I think it's know. great because that, that's actually, I think, been a recipe for your success because where a lot of us go wrong, we may have a lot of good ideas and maybe even in case like videos and you might be like, you know, I'll make notes all the time and write down video ideas, but I'll never act on them. Not only do you act on them, you complete them and you move on. So all the things that you could be throwing away, you're physically putting out there. So that's awesome. Great, great advice. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and people like comment also, oh, how do you think of that? And some of the ideas, if you think about it, it's not really, they're not fantastic ideas. It's yeah. like, it's just a lot of stuff that's been done or mm -hmm. you can find on YouTube. But because you're a big channel also, it's like, oh, that's insane that you did that. But it's <laughs> basically, I, I just did it. It's like, yeah. I just smiled in that way or I showed something and yeah. So it's weird what, what you can get, get away with. Like, yeah, I think yeah, people, people will praise you for weird stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I think you've got to that, that kind of stature on YouTube where you can do just about anything and people are going to like it. So, but that's cool. The fans have really, uh, really embraced you. So that, that's awesome. A couple of people, I've been lucky. A couple of people I want to say hi to. I won't be able to say hi to everybody in the chat today just because it's buzzing like crazy. But this one, I would feel very bad if I didn't say hello here. Uh, Mrs. Gunnan, uh, if I'm saying that pr uh, correctly, that hello from Leo's mom in Norway. So thank you for tuning in. That's awesome. Ah, uh, good well, yeah. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Hi, Mama. In. Um, <laughs> and also another one I want to say hi to as well, too, Frank Rashad, who I was telling you, obviously, you know, from Line 6. Um, a pleasure to have Frank here. And uh, Frank is a, is a, a, key, a key kind of um, inspiration for me starting this show. Uh, he says, Leo is one of the most creative and entertaining players on the planet. So happy he is rocking Helix and the Shuriken, and I'm personally a huge fan. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the Line 6 people have been really great. And yeah, it basically made my my whole uh, band now. That's because of the the whole Shuriken Helix thing. So That's perfect. That's, that's a question I'm going to ask you. Let's jump right into the band. And we'll, yeah, get, yeah. we'll get into Line 6. So the rest is going to be almost all Line 6 for the whole show. But tell us a little bit about Frog Leap the band. You've got a few dates under your belt, and then you've got a few other posted, and a couple ones you had to change uh, that are over in North America and things like that. But tell us about the band, what it is for people don't know, because a lot of people just know the the videos. Tell us about yeah. the band and some of these dates. Yeah, so uh, 
I had a lot of requests of, of going out live and, and doing these songs, but they were nev- never intended to be be played live. Be, uh, because when I recorded also, I used like seven string and then I switched to a, a six string or a banjo or acoustic. Like within a song, there can be five different tunings. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard like to to <laughs> to make it happen. And then... I saw, I heard about the Variax technology, and then I saw was Stevic from uh, Twelfth of Ninja and mm. the Shuriken model, which is uh, for those who don't know a guitar, which you can. Uh, I'm really bad at explaining this gear stuff, but you can basically change tuning within the guitar and make it sound like a banjo, acoustic guitar, sitar, and whatever. And you can control it with the Helix, which makes it super easy to go uh, between tunings with the push of your foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to try that and yeah, and that's when, when the band got together, it's like, okay, we, we can actually do this. So both me and, uh, Rabi and Masad, who's also playing guitar are, are using like the only thing we're using the shuriken straight into the helix, straight to the front of the house. And it sounds amazing and everything has worked flawless so far. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about it and, uh, easy to travel with also. Oh, sounds it amazing. is. Look at all these players like you you were talking about Billy Sheehan off the air with me and Billy you know he says he can grab his helix and his bass uh, and and he's ready to go. Yeah. Hop on a plane yeah. and you're good to go. Yeah, that's fantastic. I see yeah. uh, Chad Boston's over here in the chat right now as well too. I'm jumping from people to people. Um but you I'm, you may know Chad. Chad runs l6gear.com and he also runs the Line 6 uh, Family Original Facebook group. It's got like 15,000 members. Oh, okay. Uh, he wanted me to tell you uh, he's got your address um and he's going to mail you a care package. He makes some really, really cool things like the uh, sun shields for the Helix and uh, the sc- screen protectors and scribble strip protectors. He's got a whole care package coming to you. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so watch yeah, for that. First gig we did, someone like threw a beer. Uh-oh. So it's just like, beer over my, over my Helix. Oh, no. So I, I've always been wanting like some sort of shield protection on the on my pedals. So Yeah, you've got yeah. one coming. Yeah, watch for that. He's, he's a super guy. I mean, he's, uh, and I, I think you're probably in the group. If not, take a look at the group for sure. Um, uh, cool. Let me see yeah, if we'll another question. Check it. Someone had a question. Um, okay, a couple of the, and Somniac Matt asked, uh, what strings do you use? And a second question uh, uh, from Michelle Green, what music programs do you use? I'm assuming maybe to record either for Azure DAW or maybe you're using some things like uh, Fruity Loops or uh, Ableton or something like that. Share with that both strings and software. Yeah, I've, uh, regarding strings, I've never had a preference, really. Mm-hmm. I've gone through my whole life with different gauges because of different tunings and stuff. But then uh, when we started the band, I, I wanted to get those colored strings because I wanted like the, to pop out, like with wearing red strings on my guitar or green, yep. like the neon strings. So I reached out to the DR strings people, and they sent over a bunch and yeah, they're they're really good, and they they look great, like something out of the ordinary. So yeah, I'm I'm rocking the DR strings now on my live guitars. On all my other guitars, I I couldn't even tell you what <laughs> what are on them. So no real preference. That's cool though. Yeah, that's cool. I just just a few, about 15 minutes before we went live, I um I, I was late doing this, but I imported your preset. So uh, that's, uh, I guess we'll jump to that thing. Um, Leo was kind enough to send us a preset here today exclusively for Helix Hour fans, and it's a really cool rhythm patch. I threw it on the Helix right away, and I recorded a riff. And I, actually, I'm using, I'm using these, the Dario NYXLs. Uh, these yeah, are they're nines. good. But on the, on yeah. the Variax, I put 10s. It came with 10s, and I'm keeping it with 10s. 
And ho- okay. holy cow, did that sound good. Really good. Tell us about that patch that you sent us and what uh, fans can expect. And we're going to give the link a little bit later on the show. Yeah, it's it's pretty basic. I used the, the Badonk amp. Oh, okay, nice. And But I, I made it like a stereo patch. I've always liked that because I, I used to use the the pod x3 live mm-hmm. i had that for many years and i really like the stereo you could put one amp at left and one right i really like that if you're playing guitar especially alone just to have a full sound not necessarily for recording then i would record in mono but but uh yeah so i put that that's my my uh, rehearsal tone really okay. when i'm playing alone but if you take the badonk the left or the right amp, that's like my rhythm tone for the band because I'm playing with another guitarist and I'm not playing guitar on all the songs. Uh, I have like this badonk amp. And that's what's really cool with me and Rabia is when he's playing the songs alone, he has a stereo patch. And when we're playing together, we have our presets saved, like he's panning left and right. So the, um, the sound guy doesn't, need to do anything nice like we we have everything saved like the solo is this high and i'm here there and if he's playing something in the middle then i'm going over here so yeah it's really fun i like that stuff like to uh fiddle around with the presets and and especially like panning stuff and uh and yeah just because everything's consistent and with in-ear monitors it's just it just sounds amazing and Rabi, i also said because he's really like uh uh, used to the uh, the uh, the regular amps, tube amps and stuff, and using in ears, but he said when using like the Helix straight into your ears, it's just it's unbeatable. Like using that sort of direct sound, it just sounds amazing in your ear compared to if you have to mic up a cab yeah. and it always varies live and stuff. So, yeah, we've been happy. If you're playing on a on a bill with several bands. I would imagine your band could be the one where the uh, sound guy or girl could uh, take a bathroom break because their job is done for for them. <laughs> you know, it's so easy. Everyone's panned left and right. Levels are set for leads and breaks and tunings yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's fantastic. That's that's a blessing, obviously. Yeah, definitely. And now we didn't have like our we bring our own uh, in air monitor when we played the Nova Rock Festival in Austria. So we used the the monitor guy who was there. And it took us 10 minutes to just set up and everyone was really happy. Like he him also was just like, this is great. Like <laughs> we just basically set the levels and we're good to go. So, so it was every, fun. Everything's working out for Rubea too with his Helix? He's liking it? Yeah. Yeah. He's really liking it. I think he was more skeptical than me. Um, uh, he's, uh, uh, he had to, to wrap his brain around it in another way than me. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's uh, a much better guitar player than me, but he's more used to uh, things being where they're at. And when you change uh, tuning suddenly, then everything changes. And like for me, I can detune one of the strings because I'm doing a pull-off thing. Yeah. Then I'll detune that because then I can do the pull-off. And uh, yeah, but he, he's been really happy with it. We're both like uh, so so good to, and easy to do it like live. That's perfect. Well, the one video you did recently wasn't that far back. I'm going to say maybe about a month ago, maybe maybe not even that long, but you did a video actually showing the Variax using the Shuriken and the uh, the Helix, and you had your different presets. Explain explain to people kind of like in a nutshell, and like you say, you, you're not super techie. You don't know all the techie things, but you seem to know how to do it. 
um, share with us how easy it was for you to create custom tunings um, by snapshots on Helix. Yeah, it was just as soon as I found out where you can go and just you can take one string and just uh, adjust uh, the the knob. So it just it was really natural way to do it, and you can see it easy what what you're in, and it's basically just uh, tuning it like you want and press save, and it's it's good. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's uh, good. I remember the first time I I tried it because I was. I was trying a couple of different types of uh, boards like that. So I had to like uh, set myself in it the first time just because my brain was in other stuff. But as soon as I saw like the, uh, like your shirt is showing, like that says it all to me now. It's just like really simple setup. Exactly. But like every gear you have to give it time <laughs> two minutes 10 minutes to to just understand the concept but as soon as you you uh, spend a little bit of time just understanding it then now it's just like piece of cake it is um i spoke with i spoke about this several times with one of my guests here on the show he's in the chat right now too jason said are you familiar with his work on on uh, helix he does the dialing in series with a lot of different amplifiers I think I heard about it. I'm so bad with names. No, it's okay. But take a look on take a look on Custom Tone and just look for Jay Sedites. But um, he does. I mean, a lot of people. I, I must have seen. I've seen so many videos mm-hmm. on on the Helix. So definitely have seen it. But what we've discussed. I've mentioned it to him when he was a guest on the show, and I mentioned here on the show all the time. Now with HX Edit, I can actually you know create a preset. Like I can just draw blocks as if I'm drawing cartoons. And without even hearing them, okay, I'll pick my favorite amp. I'll pick my reverb. My kind of my stock reverbs I like. I know I'll throw in a digital delay, and I pick a couple of things, and I know later on I can turn on Helix and then save it, whatever, and then uh, I tweak a little bit, and I've got it. But five minutes, almost with your eyes closed, and you can create your favorite patches. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It <laughs> is. Can... It is. I haven't really. I think I haven't had time to really dive too far into the effects either. Mm-hmm. But but that's what I I like about it compared to a few of the other stuff. Also, it's so much like effect wise. We're using uh, a bit of craziness within the set. Like Ruby is using the banjo sound, and I have like a crazy acoustic sound in the beginning of a song. So, but it's re- just really fun to going from uh, a straight up metal tone to banjo or just yeah. like insane with a push of a button and then back and it's just like we we even had to like we start a song with the banjo song we had to like do okay you need to fiddle a little bit with your guitar so people can actually see that it's you that's doing it and it's not like a backing track playing that banjo sound because they look so weird like standing there with this metal guitar <laughs> and then they have this like, boom, bat, boom, bat sound yeah. like banjo so we need like to look it's and it's i really say like me. it's banjo like yeah this is real <laughs> yeah this isn't millie vanilli up here we're really doing it Mm. Yeah, <laughs> here's a question. Well, we have we have some backing tracks. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There has to be some things in there for sure. Uh, yeah. Willie Prince has a question saying, "How far along is the new Frog Leap Studio?" And I saw that kind of a joke picture you put up there it was just before the lot was cleared or whatever. So how's the? I didn't even know you're building a new one. So yeah, building a new house and studio. Uh, they generally just started a month ago. We we've been planning it for half uh, six months now, but yeah, it's going to be ready. 
early next year, hopefully okay. March, April, maybe. I, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, it's going to take a while. But the whole uh, f- uh, concrete foundation of the studio is is finished. But uh, we're going to build a house, our house also there. So nice. it's going to take a while. Are you yeah, it's something amazing. Are you having something to be like a recording studio and then another area for video shooting? Or can you share a little bit about that, what your plans are? Yeah, like I have here, here is my control room. Mm-hmm. And back there is like the live room. So I basically, yeah, I film sometimes here, but most of my videos are in there. So it's going to be the same concept, like a studio setup, like with a control room and or a live room. So the live room is going to be slash video room also. And hope to have like some backdrops, like green screen and stuff. But it's going to be like uh, almost three times as big as here. So it's definitely going to be uh, spacier. So yeah, Good. I'm looking forward to it. It's amazing how much when you think you have space and then you start adding a, a million lights and different things, all, all of a sudden you're like in a room like this, aren't you? Yeah, especially when we start working, like with oh. the video stuff and lights, everything just explodes. I, I like to keep it tidy and I have to because there's so much stuff and gear in here. But as soon as I start filming, it just, it's chaos. <laughs> it's I agree wires and everything everywhere. The, the wife still come in and she doesn't want to come in and turn the lights because I got reference monitors that will almost fall off stands when you open the door. And I, <laughs> I have a second studio across from me in the other room, which is I do all my video work. And once the lights are set up, um, which are most of the time, you, you can't even get in there. You can wedge a guitar pick in the door, and that's about it. You know, there's not, <laughs> there's not much room. So, yeah, always bigger. I know bigger. the feeling. Always bigger. So I'm happy for you that you're going to have a little bit op- more open space. Um, yeah. Over in the chat, Andy Larkin, uh, you kind of answered this, but, uh, but it's kind of a new question, too. Andy Larkin says, hi, Leo, absolutely adore your work. What inspired you to do what you do? Yeah, it, I always uh, liked doing it. I started... Uh, almost at the same time I started playing like guitar and music I I started recording by myself and always fiddled with video and editing so I've always it's it's been my my calling in life is is music like I, I was happy running the studio here before the whole YouTube thing hit I was working with band and producing them and doing like small acoustic shows and I played in bands before that so mm-hmm. um, I'm just super lucky now that I actually can can make a living of, of what I like to do that's must be anyone's dream uh, goal or dream yeah of course so yeah I would never even if I didn't make money I, I like I did before mm-hmm. like never made I, I would do it like I just uh I am inspired to to play music in one form or another, and also video. That's right. I, I think maybe you might agree with me when I say this. Uh, um, I mean, you don't have to agree with me, but I think any, a lot of people look to YouTube nowadays to jump into it to make money. If you can jump into YouTube and because you love it, it's your passion right away, like uh, cooking or playing guitar or fixing plumbing, start a channel because you love it and you're good at what you do. Don't worry about the money. Um, worry about giving content to, to for people to like and consume and ask yeah. for more, then I think you might potentially have a chance to make some money down the road. Definitely. I, I've thought about this, and I said this before also. I, I, I think you can see uh, some channel, or, or you can see those people, there's basically there just to sell themselves. And uh, I think most people can see through that. It has to be something real mm-hmm. that you connect with on a certain level that uh 
But uh, I guess now, the uh, last couple of years also, when they see those super big YouTubers and they're just flashing cars and houses and stuff. Flexing. People want to... Of course, people want to make money, but uh, you have to do it for the right reasons. If if you have something you're good at, then yeah. definitely go for it. But uh, if it's just like... Like, uh, because you want to be famous or... That's not the reason I'm going for. No, I, anyway. I can appreciate that. And I, I, I'm surprised I'm going to say these names, but like I've never said them on my channel, but Rice Gum and Jake Paul and people like that, you know what I mean? It's just all about flexing. Here's my, here's my watch that, you're, that your whole family would have to work for an entire year to be able to buy this watch, you know, yeah. and then here I'm going to throw it away, you know, things like that really, really bother me. I don't, I don't buy into that stuff at all. Yeah, yeah, there's that's some uh, weird people out there, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but more power to them, I guess, if they can do it, they can do it. I just hope that they do something good with it as well, too. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I would, I, I would guess, like, Jake Paul, he, he has to, like, give to charity or something. You'd think uh, so. I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's some good coming out of that, out of that nonsense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talking about uh, doing the uh, Variac stuff, obviously going from metal, you know, metal to banjo and things like that. Line 6 just recently announced what the SR is it the SR250 the the 25 and a half inch scale uh, shark yeah, is, is that something that would you would interest you or are you happy with the longer like the baritone style or whatever Yeah I just saw it I, I was just I was wondering how if it works exactly the same way in cuz we're very often in drop A tuning mm -hmm. uh, if it's as good as the baritone scale with handling the the low tunings then definitely it's it's easier to play or whatever. I, I would I would love to test it out, and I hope to do someday. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But uh, I have to ask uh, someone there if it's say he can uh, if some of the guys are watching, they can comment and say yeah, it's it's just as good. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're physically in stores. Not Frank will probably comment and and mention it. Um, but yeah, I I really want to see your thoughts on that one. Do you have besides the uh, the other shuriken? That's uh, the the um, the Variax. Do you have any other baritone style guitars? Is that is that why you like that length or? Yeah, I yeah, because I used to play like seven strings, mm -hmm. uh, but I I. I, I I'm not a, like a shredder type guy either. So like seven string for me is just overkill. I, I don't go like to the bottom strings. If I do on recording, I'll just uh, change it to a, a six string instead. And I'm having problem muting all the strings also when I'm playing these tight metal riffs. So a baritone was something that I first tried not many years ago, maybe two, two, three years ago. And yeah, it was, it just was perfect for me. It's, it's, it's a six string guitar, but it's, but um, but like the scale, I don't I don't really uh, I don't like them too long. Mm -hmm. I have uh, a couple of guitars who are really like I feel like I'm sitting like this. Yeah. So uh, if I'm getting a, a baritone, I'm always trying to get him as as small as possible. So yeah, it doesn't feel comfortable for for most things to to reach the stretch like that. That's why most no. of my guitars, I play the Wolfgangs, EVH Wolfgangs, and it's a nice scale. Like, oh. you can fly on that guitar. Very small. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little person also, so it, if I have a big guitar on me, it looks kind of out of Awkward. proportion. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think I would gravitate towards the, the new Shuriken with the 25 and a half. I th- that's what I'm going to look at because it's it's right in my wheelhouse for a scale. And I've never owned a baritone guitar. And I just, it's not for me. I'm not a metal player. And I wouldn't mm. use it enough to really uh, value it, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm interested. I was looking at some of the other Variax also. It's maybe cool to have like a like a backup, a totally different type of guitar. Like also, I don't, I don't necessarily need the guitar to look. I think the Shuriken looks great. It looks pretty metal, but I could definitely play a weird uh, other type of guitar also. And they have some cool looking other various types also. But I don't know uh, how how they work in the in metal and the low tunings with those. So I maybe have to talk a bit with not, them. Not bad. Like I, I the one I did the riff with just before we went live. Um, it's the JTV eighty nine F. So it's the one with the Floyd Rose on it. Yeah. And um, I was joking with Frank Wishot years or well, not years ago, months ago. It seems like years ago. Uh, several months ago when he first came on, I said I, I love the Variax technology. I like the idea, but I'm a Floyd guy. You guys should come out with a Floyd. And he says, "Hello, we have one." You know what I mean? So I'm like, "Oh, great!" Yeah. And it's not. It's a. It's a Graftech Floyd Rose. But I'm telling you, it plays better. Um, it's an exact, exact, you know, licensed copy of the Floyd Rose, and it plays better than some of my Floyds. Um, and uh, I don't okay. do the extreme low tunings. Sometimes I do, and it tracks very, very well. Ah, nice. Yeah, I love Floyd Rose. Also, I mm. use it a lot on on stuff. So. Yeah, it would be great to hear. Yeah, and about two I mean, minutes here, actually not two minutes, but any, any time now, I'm going to have my Nocturnal Butterfly, my uh, wife here, she's going to post a link for people to download uh, your patch. So you can go ahead and do that, folks. Now make sure if you're watching this on a mobile device, you won't be able to download the patch on a mobile device, but um, the, the chat link will be here after the show. Uh, you're going to go to the, our, my website and you're just going to sign up for my mailing list. Um, and I don't spam you and I barely even ever use it, but I thought I would at least collect some email addresses. Why not, right? And yeah. download the preset. There's no IRs or anything that you need, uh, no impulse responses. You're going to just fill in your name and email address. It's going to redirect you to another page where you can download. Um, and if you do have any trouble, contact me through the Facebook group, and I'll be more than happy uh, to assist you. And if, if there's a lot of new people here on the chat today, if you wouldn't mind throwing me a subscription today, I'd be forever grateful. And I will work hard to keep you as a subscriber. Trust me, I'll work every day to keep you as a subscriber. But that's enough about that. Let's jump over to the power cab discussion. Have you? Uh, do you own a power cab? Have you tried the new Line 6 power cabs yet? No, I haven't. Not uh, at all. You should check it out. I, I yeah, do. It's very very cool. Um, they just brought out a new firmware update where it'll control the um, what comes out of the output, like the DI. So what a lot yeah. of guys are doing, they're using it as a personal monitor on stage, and then uh, DI rate out, and you can uh, you can actually emulate what's going out. So if you want to have like there's different speaker emulations. A lot of guys use it for FR FR. So acoustic sounds beautiful through it. Right, ah, yeah. so very yeah. acoustic, and that or any any kind of guitar for that matter, and then um, running it with speaker emulation. There's like vintage, there's British, there's a, and then everyone's like in this cream mode. Uh, it's the kind of the cream of the crop, basically, uh, like cream backs, right? Yeah, it sounds yeah. absolutely beautiful. Tons of volume. Um, it's I, I'm a tube guy through and through, as you can see behind me. A lot of tube amps, and they're yeah. nice, but they don't get turned on very much. Yeah, they just don't get turned on. You you got to talk to the guys and get them to send you one for sure because uh, you you will be in heaven. 
Hmm. Yeah, yep. that sounds... Uh, how many watts is it? Or I, I think how... it's 250 continuous. Frank can probably double check. I know Frank doesn't know... He doesn't do all the technical aspects of it, um, but he knows you know, some of the specs. Um, and I think it's 250 continuous, I think. Or, um, but he, maybe he can confirm that, Frank. Uh, but it's, it's nice. And if you use the Line 6 link cable to it, you could technically run from Helix... Uh, by L L6 link cable to power cab and then power cab out to a second power cab and it automatically knows that your patches are stereo. So those nice ones that you build on stereo, it, uh, yeah. it'll automatically know it's stereo and dedicate it left and right. It's like a smart link almost, right? Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, just I'll watch for his um, his answer to that. Hey, Steve from Boston is here as well too. He says, hey, two of my favorite YouTubers. Hey, Steve. Nice, nice. <laughs> Steve, is he back from Nam yet? Uh, he, he must be back home, I guess. Yeah, he did. He did uh, summer Nam there in Nashville. Yeah, I met him at the GitCon last year. He's yeah, a nice guy. That's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Very personable and very. I think the reason why he's so successful on YouTube is he's just he's like the guy next door, right? You want to come over and play some guitar and we'll jam and talk. That's that's Steve. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. So we do have yeah, 250 watts. I was correct on that. He he posted that. Um, it's very very okay. loud. Yeah, I did a demo with Jason Sedites, the fellow I was telling you about earlier, and yeah. um, Jason ha didn't get one yet. He's got one coming to him, and uh, I, I plugged it in, and as I was setting up my cameras, I said, here, just you go ahead and play and, and jam on this thing, and he was blown away by the volume. We had, like, in a room, you know, probably about a 12-by-12 uh, 12 room uh, on a small stand, He we had to turn it down because it was earth-shattering loud to the point where we couldn't communicate. Jeez. And that was, yeah, like, how is it one speaker or one, one speaker? Well, one woofer, right? And then there's like a some type of a horn. I haven't pulled it all apart. Oh yeah, yeah. Because being okay. FRFR, you, it's a full response, right? Uh, so yeah. there's there's I, I hate to quote wrong with the components and things like that, but it's all those different types of uh, things inside there. So you guys have yeah. got the links for the patch. So download that and have fun. And trust me, it's a beautiful, beautiful metal patch. And I think you've kind of set it up as a nice starting block for people to expand on that patch if they want. Yeah, definitely. I. That's so, yeah. You can put any effect on it. That's what I did. Like it's a really simple, basic setup, really. But I just EQ'd it the way I like it, and uh, yeah, I really went back and forth when I, I was trying to dial in like a live tone because it's difficult when you're sitting at home. How can you dial in something for big PA's? Yeah. It's like I have no idea, but. Uh, we were lucky, I guess, because the sound guy said, yeah, it sounds good. So, okay. Whew. That's good to <laughs> that's know. Nice. So you, it, that's that's a kind of a reward to see that you've done it right. And something I yeah. learned from your preset, like I've, I've had Helix for probably about six to eight months, I'm going to say somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe not that long, but less than a year. And I'm still considering myself a novice, although I can I can do pretty good with it. But something I don't ever experiment with, and I saw in your preset, was you're using the preamps and, and I, you know, amps and, and preamps and stuff like that. I don't think I've ever used a preamp. Um, is that something you would encourage people to use uh, as well? Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I was just experimenting. Okay. Uh, so I have no like uh, recipe. No, not really. I was just trying in. A, I'm really hands-on. I uh, that's how I work, like with mixing. Also, I don't know all theories about everything. I just fill, and uh, yeah. if it sounds good, it's it's good. I was uh, playing around with the the preamp thing, and it's just in a way tightened it and made it a bit more aggressive on on a side that I didn't get on the other ones. So, yeah, definitely, but. You can turn. I, I've turned it off also, and uh, it it works like that also. But uh, 
yeah, definitely just uh, try it. That's right. You can't break it. And as Jason Sedites has said many times, uh, tell me if you agree with this, it's good. To, uh, you don't have to have the knowledge, but if you have a little bit of a knowledge of what pedals and amplifiers and preamps and speakers do in the real world, a little bit of knowledge, you can apply that so much easier in Helix, but don't scare, don't let that scare you either, because even if you don't have the knowledge, you try, you can't break it, you're not going to blow a tube, you're not going to blow a speaker, you can't hurt it. Yeah, uh, but it's just a basic theory with the front of amp and the effects loop and yep. all this stuff, it's just, I know that, so that's just really trying to experiment with having a whammy should I have it in front or in the back? That's if right. I have it in the back, then it's more prominent. Or mm-hmm. yeah, just different type of of effects you can get from one effect, like sending it at different places in the effects chain and stuff. So that's right. Yeah, just experiment because every player is different, also, and every tone or ear is different. So definitely just work yourself. That's right. Just sure. move it along. And if it sounds really bad in one spot, chances are it might that's kind of a visual and audible cue to you that it might belong somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. A um, couple of technical answers from Frank. He so he confirmed it's a coaxial center-mounted tweeter, so right in the center. Um, ah. Yeah. So you, you really can't if you're looking at the grill, you can't really see the placement probably unless you shine a really strong light on. It. So a center-mounted yeah. tweeter, and then it's obviously the 112. Um, a couple of comments here. Um, uh, let me see here. Martin says, uh, metal rules. Let's keep making pressure, uh, to get high gain monsters in the next updates. Yeah, we have the 2.6 coming very, very soon. Any day. So that'd be awesome. New firmware for Helix, uh, between the lines says, what's up from the UK stumbled on the channel, researching the HX effects. Keep up the good work. Eric loving frog leap stuff too. Thank you. Jeff Humphries is here from Jay's tacos guitar saying he'd love to see the 5150 overdrive and distortion pedals. Um, and Robert Apple says, have, you, have I seen the uh, Pete Thorne's demo on the MXR5150 chorus? Yes, indeed. And I have one of those coming from Dunlop soon to give away. So that's going to be cool. Pete did a great job. Uh, there was a question here. Oh, someone said, uh, Clarence Pregnant says, uh, got the preset. That was e- that was the easy part. Now I need to learn uh, Leo's song. So we got the preset slides so working. So plug away and watch <laughs> some of Leo's videos. I think you're going to impress people with that preset. That's for sure. Um, yeah. As we get closer to wrapping up here in about seven minutes, um, what are your thoughts on seeing other uh, famous artists out there that just seem to be popping up day after day after day that are like, look at my, and here's my pedal board. And be, you saw the rigs before, like a, a Bradshaw rig and seven trucks carrying in their stuff. Now they're bringing a Helix and an HX effects and a Variax. What are your thoughts on that kind of thing? Yeah, it's great. I just saw the rig rundown for Sons of Apollo yeah. with uh, Billy Sheen. And uh, yeah, Derek... Uh, uh, yeah, the keyboard player Derek also uses it for his keyboards. He does. It's like, wow, that's crazy. So yeah, definitely. I, I've never because I've I've seen like I've seen some of the rig rundowns, especially when the Axe effects came. There was a lot of comments on, oh, every rig rundown is the same as like the Axe effects. But of course, I, I I'm doing it myself now. It's just so much easier to travel with, and I've I've seen like. Like Rob Chapman and the Andersons people were doing this blind test if they could spot the difference between, uh, was that a Kemper, I think? And you can't, with with this new technology everywhere, and uh, you can't tell it's like a modulated amp anymore. It's, in a live setting especially, right. like it's it's just no way you could... I, I agree with that. That's a really good way to say it, especially in the live thing, because once you get out there and you get to that volume, 
I mean, you got to be, you'd be, I'd be lying if I said, I can tell that's a Marshall or I can tell that's a Helix or, or whatever. There's no way I'm going to know when it's that volume. Here's a question for you, because I was one of those guys. Um, and you probably were too. Like, no way. Don't give me digital. Stay away. Stay away from mm. digital. I hated that stuff. Like, uh, I would fight. I would want to have fighting words with people if they said, you know, digital is better than tube or whatever. And I'm still not yeah. saying it's better. I'm not saying it's better. I, I kind of no. like it better in a way, but uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and get a bunch of thumbs down and stuff like that. Um, but what would you say to someone? Okay, so you're an influential YouTuber and people respect your opinions. They buy things on your recommendations. And someone says, Leo, okay, I'm torn between, um, you know, I could spend, I, I want to spend $3,000 on uh, $4,000 on this high gain boutique tube head in a cabinet, or I can get a Helix and, um, you know, what else? Maybe a Variax or something like that. Or I, I'm torn between the two. What advice could you share with them to maybe help their decision? Not necessarily to dissuade them, but to give them an honest answer. Yeah, I, yeah, it really depends. It's, uh, I, w I wouldn't like, it depends on, on what you're using it for. Right. Also, if, if, you want like the the real tube amp and you're that type of guy that's perfect for you to have a real tube amp if you're more you want everything in one box or uh, like different sounds like I, i'm that guy i like uh I, I would buy something with more more uh, effects or mm. something I remember we had that uh, live discussion when we were at GitCon. Like, what guitar would you bring to a deserted island? It's like, I would bring my Fender something. And I, I would bring, like, a, like a shuriken or something. Because then you have, like, <laughs> options. Like, yep. yeah, then you could do different stuff. Like, after 20 years on a stranded island, I would like to have different sounds and different effects. <laughs> so it's, yeah. But people were looking weird at me. What? Yeah. You use that stuff there? But it's, yeah. That's that's blasphemy. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I, I'm, a, I'm not a purist. That's like, good. Yeah. No, that's fine. And if people, if they want their cake and eat it too, like you see a lot of these guys, um, they're using it in four cable method. Are you not using the amp portions for Helix? No, using just the effects and four cable method and things like that. Some guys are using it direct to front of house. Some people, strange, strangely enough, I heard one of the, the um, I don't want to call it strange. It's, it's just different. Um, when I had Oz Fox in the show, he was running it to some type of a bass preamp directly, or and actually to another amp right directly to the front of the input. So there's all kinds of these different uh, yeah. scenarios. And, and when you listen to it, it sounds good. I guess that's all that matters, right? It is. It's whatever works. I'm really, yeah, I'm like that. I, I just, I plug stuff in and I fill around and if, if it makes me feel, feel good and if it comes to guitar and buying guitars, a lot of people ask me what guitar should I buy, but that's also really like it. It, it has to look cool. Yeah. Too. Like, yep. I wouldn't like recommend. And you're thinking like, I don't really like how it looks, but he said that it's really good. That that's not the way to go. It should be like people learning to playing guitar. Also, you should be inspired. You shouldn't like sit down and just get uninspired after two rehearsals you should have fun like and the same for me goes with gear also it should be fun so if tube amps is fun for you then you definitely should do that mm -hmm. and that's right but th there's room for everything I, I like everything 
also I if I plug into a tube amp like the the Kraken, the Victory Kraken is an amazing tube mm-hmm. amp. I love plugging it in and just blasting and feeling <laughs> it working. That's great. But uh, it depends. That's right. It's not it, everyone has their own personal thing, and whether it be tube, whether it be uh, I we live in a good place now, a good time when it comes to gear. You know, there's no danger of tube amps going away. I mean, as much as we look at modelers, uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna stop tube amps from being made. Um, you know, tube amps aren't gonna stop modelers from being made. We've got really cool pedals that are existing from day one that are still being manufactured. We have a lot of boutique guys and small guys, large guys manufacturing new effects. Uh, you know, power supplies are getting better. Pedal boards are cooler. Um, I mean, really, there's no shortage in a, a, of guitar fun. And these these darn headlines we see all the time: the guitar is dying. I don't think the guitar has never been more alive. No, uh, I agree completely. Agree. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> I think yeah. the, yeah. It's, ama- <laughs> it's, it's amazing time for us for sure. Yeah, it is. It's, it's not many years till uh, I'm gonna feel like the technology is surpassing me. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost as at this point. It's like, what you can do with that? I know. Okay. Who knows what's coming? I don't want to know what's coming. <laughs> no, it's going to be crazy. Other than when 2.6 is coming for Helix. And that's a wink. Yeah. That's a wink. But I it... want to check out some new, give me some more metal patches. That would be great. Yeah, okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Some new cabinets. Uh, and yeah, that would awesome. be nice. Well, listen, down below in the description of my video, I've got a whack of low, uh, links to all of your your pages. I've got your website. I've got your Twitter, your uh, your uh, Facebook, all the goodies, your YouTube. Uh, I think the only thing I didn't link to was your Patreon, but your Patreon is on your website. So I do encourage people to uh, check out Leo's Patreon and contribute. You can also check mine out as well, too, uh, patreon.com slash evhcaretv. And if any of you are new, like I was saying, uh, if you could throw me a subscription today, if you've, if you've enjoyed the content today, I'd be forever grateful. I want to, as we wrap up here for the Helix Hour, right on the hour, I want to thank you, Leo, for taking uh, 60 minutes of your time today and, and hanging out with us and talking gear. Thank you for having me. It was great. Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, it went really fast. <laughs> it did. I tried to condense my other show, the EVH show. It's a 90-minute show. I tried to condense it down to 60, and it just doesn't happen. And this one is a nice sweet spot as well, too. Uh, who yeah. knows? Maybe I'll change it to Helix Hour and a Half. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm going to say goodbye <laughs> to you off the air. So thank you so very much. Everyone, go download that patch and have fun with it. Check out all of Leo's fantastic videos on his channel and uh, show your kids and your friends as well, too. Uh, and uh, Nocturnal Butterfly has just put the... Uh, link in the chat again too so go grab that the link is evhgeardiscussion.com slash leo and grab that today so don't go away leo we're going to say goodbye to you off the air everyone happy canada day have a great end of the weekend be safe out there and we will see you next friday on evh and gear tv with mike orlando until then cheers Hey, EVH Care TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book. There are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH and Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. 
Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at EVHGearDiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.